Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome along. Welcome to another edition of Leader, Manager, Coach. Welcome to the podcast. If you're a new listener, as I say, um, very, very warm welcome. This is your first time, first episode. Listen, we've got hundreds of episodes. Um, I exaggerate slightly. We do have hundreds of episodes. Um but um, some of them are not all published yet, but we have an absolute plethora of information, wisdom, knowledge, insight from great people, great thought leaders with a particular interest in performance and coaching and leadership. And uh, please take a deep dive in, peruse our, our uh, whole selection of podcast titles and see what floats your boat and please fill your boots and let me know what you think. Okay, welcome along. Today, I'm gonna talk about leadership. And the reason I'm gonna talk about leadership is I probably haven't talked about leadership for a long time per se, although, you know, we could perceive everything we do in life as an act of leadership, really, dependent upon where we're coming from. But I say it quite a few times, um, and, you know, I haven't got hundreds and hundreds of people who I read or who I use as mentors. I am always open to, of course, always open to new new learnings, new people, new ideas, new thoughts. And that's one of the great things about having a learning mindset. And I like to think that uh, a learning mindset is a real, a real joy to have. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, you'll obviously be in that in that arena because this is all about sharing information. Now, but coming back to the point is, and the guy I'm going to talk about, particularly in this episode, he often talks about, look, you don't have to read hundreds and hundreds of authors and open yourself up to absolutely everything. I mean, there isn't just time. It's such a shame. There isn't time to do it what what he advocates and what I think is absolutely fundamental to, to where I am right now is that you find people that resonate with you and people with thoughts and processes and the way they are that resonate with you, whether that's your personality, that's your way of doing things and or books or philosophies. And those are the things, <clears throat> excuse me, those are the things that by taking a deep dive into you uncover the layers and you find more and more layers of meaning which give a substance to where you are give a substance to who you are and give a substance to your thought processes and this is this is a philosophy really that the guy i'm going to talk about advocates and um, this particular episode again was stimulated by some reading i did on the work of ryan holiday and Ryan Holiday is a is a great author, a young author, really, 
but a great one who is a probably a primary advocate of the stoic philosophy and um, I read something on leadership that Ryan shared and it resonated strongly with me so the credit for the influence of this goes to Ryan Holiday and as I, I said before look please take a deep dive in this is not me stealing and saying this is my work I'm sharing this you know go and find out the great great stuff that's available in the stoic philosophy and ryan holiday it will really really help i just don't think it can't i just think it's impossible for for it not to but here we go with the five key aspects of leadership that can help you in your coaching management and of course your leadership number one number one whatever you do however you tackle things always aim to do it in a state of calmness you know there is little to be gained by acting rashly let me just share a story with you i'm sure you could all share stories but here's a here's a, a short story i was in a situation where there was a degree of uncertainty and there were three or four scenarios that could have played out and these scenarios would have had an impact on, on me personally. And I'd taken the stance with all this because it was taking a long time to play out. And the situation was one where it wasn't a possibility to walk away. And it was a possibility to walk away, but the consequences of that would have been quite severe. And it seemed the better option to to sit quietly, to watch what occurred, because that was where I was coming from. And it's it's a place that I, I often think once you've acted and once you've done everything you can, then you sometimes come to a place. Have you ever, let me ask you a question, have you ever come to a place where you actually realize, you know, you cannot influence it anymore? You can only... Um, your influence is, is done. You have done what you can. It's a bit like letting your players go over the white line. You know, you do all your work on the coaching ground in the classroom and once they're over that white line, really, yes, you can change formation. Of course you can. You can make decisions and take players on and off. But essentially, as regards individual performances, you have to let go. And this is a scenario where I had to let go. I let go. And then I had a piece of information that came to me that... It had a negative effect on me. It changed my mindset. And so as a consequence, I then instigated a communication with somebody on the back of this to try and rectify, clear up and establish some information. Despite the fact that I decided prior that I wasn't going to do that. And all that happened was that no information came forward there was an increase in uncertainty after the conversation and I felt like it hadn't achieved anything except add more fuel to the fire. And in hindsight, what I did was I acted rashly. I didn't give myself enough time to establish a clear thought process on it. Now let, let's, let's 
analyze this a little a little bit more there isn't always that time to establish such a clear thought process sometimes things have to be done if anybody's watched the film apollo 13 you will understand there's a group of astronauts who are in space and are running out of oxygen so it is time critical that things are done so staying late up at night staying up late at night coming up with solutions until it's achieved is the only option to save life it's not something you can just put to bed and get up in the morning and do it eight hours later because that eight hours is critical and sometimes we are in situations like that ask any soldier ask any firefighter ask any military person ask a, a, a football manager they will tell you the same but very often our influence in circumstances like that is minimal because once the manifestation has occurred once it has momentum you know you try and change a football game when you're 2-0 down and the force of momentum is going against you the statistics say it won't be changed now what we all do is we all remember the great occasions the great games when that did occur and the reason we remember them is because they're so unusual so the lesson for me is trying to change things when they are already manifested is often one where you're better sitting it out and remaining calm and acting in that way rather than getting embroiled in the struggle you know now let's not be too too this is a this is a principle not not advice for the rest of your life in absolutely everything if you're running across a road and you see somebody in trouble then you need to go and act and, and help them straight away however you should give yourself that few seconds to make sure that you are not also going to get into trouble at the same time that is what this advice is saying it might be a couple of seconds that you calm yourself and give yourself that opportunity to think life-saving in water same scenario no point two people drowning it's the same principle and ryan holiday talks to us about learning to have that quiet space in our mind and the only way we can do that is by practicing it if you can't find that quiet thoughtful detached space when you are in a, a relatively calm environment what opportunity have you what chance have you of getting that when you're in the melee when you're on the touchline in the technical area with thousands of people screaming at you and you're 2-0 down what opportunity when three men are standing in front of you and are having a an almost physical dispute over an issue in your club you know you have to learn to do it and take it stage by stage by stage but it's a great bit of advice leadership people who are great leaders do not lose their heads basically i think that's what he's saying and it's a great piece of advice okay number two understand what it is you can control i think this relates very much to the first one you know the prayer of saint francis of assisi um the give me the wisdom to know the difference between what i can affect and what i can't the stoics actually say that ha your happiness is just totally dependent on one decision 
understanding what it is you can influence and understanding what it is you cannot. And ultimately, ultimately, the only thing that you can, uh, can influence is yourself and your own state of mind or your own state of being. Everything else, you have a minimal or a reduced impact on. You have total control of your own internal state. As far as I'm aware, in the short time I've been on this planet, that is the only thing that you have total control of. Now, that is a very, very, very powerful statement. In fact, it is of ultimate power, that statement, because it's basically saying you have total control of your life. Now, look, we are all human beings. We are physiological. We are emotional. We have senses and the world is a rough, tough, dangerous place. It will impact us. It will impact us in all kinds of ways. Health, emotion, love, anger, jealousy, hatred, disappointment, and so on. Infringement, loss, and so on, and so on. And we cannot control those things. They are uncontrollable. Ultimately, they are uncontrollable. Maybe that's why we love sport. That's why we love football. That's why we love horse racing and swimming because we're trying to control the uncontrollable. And it's that attempt <clears throat> that we pitch ourselves against that inspires us so much. But even within that, it's all about how we control ourselves. And understanding what it is you can control is ultimately empowering. Okay, as a leader, you can control yourself and be the example and the inspiration to others. You can show, you can guide, you can inspire, you can create systems, but ultimately you cannot control another. You can do everything possible to, to make, make this occur, but ultimately is only your own self-control that you have. Where we often fall down is where we look outside ourselves and try and control circumstances outside ourselves which cannot be controlled. And, you know, it's easy to be externally focused and spend your life trying to control things that cannot be controlled. And learning the difference, again, is just a massive, massive skill and a totally empowering one. Because if you understand that, okay, from Monday to Friday, let's just take a football experience. From Monday to Friday, I will do absolutely everything I can to make sure that the culture, the training, the practices, the gear, the equipment, the environment is, is as, as near to excellent as possible so that on a Saturday we have a result. You've done your job. It's, it's the fact that the result doesn't go the way you would like and the supporters like and the chairman, etc. Yes, it's disappointing, but you can put your head on the pillow saying, well, I did everything I could. And um, rather than beating yourself up. Now, if you didn't do the work, you may not do the work Monday to Friday and then you spend your time trying to, to influence the game on the Saturday. The game will take care of itself. You know, Guardiola... You listen to some of Guardiola's, Pep Guardiola's discussions and communications with the media. There was one last week where a media guy 
praised Guardiola. And Guardiola stopped him in his tracks and said, you still do not learn, do you? You still don't learn, do you? You know, he said, I'm a coach and I make loads and loads of decisions. And some of those decisions don't give the result that you see. And when they don't, you say, actually, I'm not a very good manager. When they do, you say, I'm amazing. You do not learn. He said, my passion is not about the result. The result is a byproduct. He says, I, I look for performance. He said, you know, and it, it's, the, it's the old adage. Sometimes when you win, you lose. And sometimes when you lose, you win. You can play exactly as you've planned. Your players can do all the movements, the rotations, the, the, the way you want them to play, the setup, the runs in behind, the squeezing up, the great culture and communication. And you can lose the game. And they come off, you put your arm around your players and your staff, and actually, it's a victory. You can go out there and be lucky and have a team shape that's all over the place. And players that behave badly and show dissent and con the referee and get a penalty and you win 1-0. Which would you rather have? I am only interested personally in what I can control and the real victory, not the false one. So understand what it is you can control and where your influence is and focus all your energies on that. That's what great leaders do. Okay, number three. Here's a, here's a biggie, here's a biggie. Leaders think long-term. Leaders think long-term. Now it's all has to be taken in perspective, but you know, this, <laughs> this planet's been here for a good few thousand years. And as important as we think we are, as vital as we think we are to this planet, we are just a speck of protoplasmic dust. That is one of the billion specks of protoplasmic dust that has occupied part of the oneness of this universe and will have occupied part of the oneness of this universe and will continue. Now, we think when we're young, that our life will go on forever. And we think tomorrow is ages away. You say to your mum when you're four years old, mum, I want some sweets. And she says, you're not having any sweets until Saturday. And today is Friday. That is absolutely eons away. When you get a little bit older, you start to think, oh, next week, and you, your perspective changes. I was just watching a, a documentary about a very successful business organisation in Carolina, in the United States of America. And the two guys who were interviewed as key members of this organization had both been in the industry for in excess of 30 years, three decades. And believe you me, they knew their stuff. And there'll be people watching that documentary who think, wow, the success that those people have got and the organization that they've been part of creating, I would absolutely love to have that. Wow, how can I get that? The answer is commit yourself to the long term. These guys know their stuff. They are probably amongst the world's experts in knowledge and practicality in their subject, which is why they are where they are. If you want to be 
at the top of your game, you have to play the long game. You have to play the long game. Nature teaches us to play the long game. You have to make many mistakes. You have to turn up day after day after day after day. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be sad, unhappy, drag yourself through the mud, stand on people. You just have to do your very, very, very best, as best as you can every single day with a focus and with a, a kind determination, a co-nation where you will not give up. You cannot give up. Your drive won't let you give up, but you do it little by little by little, step by step by step, by layer of paint, by layer of paint, by layer of paint. You know, process, process, process. Nature changes things by erosion. Infinitesimally small changes that you cannot see with the naked eye, but change the world. That is how you have to think as a leader. You know, sometimes we have to make strong decisions that, that, that change things very quickly but we have to do them with a long-term perspective so that it will, it will be the right thing for the long-term. If you make all your decisions based on short-termism, ultimately, I think it will lead to downfall because the world, the principles of nature don't teach us that. If we eat the, eat the goose because we're hungry today, we will have no more golden eggs. And maybe we have to look at things like that in terms of our planet, but certainly in terms of our relationships. If you step over somebody and stand on somebody for your own short-term gain today, you will lose them tomorrow and are unlikely to get them back again. Whereas if you embrace where everybody is and look for a win-win situation, maybe you will keep that relationship and it will bear fruit for many years to come. So leaders think long term. Okay, next one. Here's, here's, a, here's a great one. When challenges come up, when difficulties arise, when the inevitable roadblocks come up, the wheels fall off, the flight's delayed, somebody turns out to be a hoax, you get overlooked for something that you fully deserve on paper it doesn't turn out the way it meant to, to you lose you have a substantial financial blow and so on and so on you have a health issue you name it come up with it your own you've been there you know pain loss etc disappointment can you can you, can you, can you turn that into a learning experience? Great business people say, I either earn or I learn. If you can turn that adversity into a learning experience, not only for yourself, and I think this is probably the difference between somebody good and somebody great in one respect, can you turn that into a learning experience for them? You know, it's like with your children, isn't it? Your children come along and they disappoint you because they're children, because they will do things in their learning curve just like we did in our learning curve. And what do you do? 
you can berate them and allow your emotions to come out as we do and be uncontrolled in that. The lessons that are learned from that are not great. Or you can control your emotion and you can demonstrate to yourself that you can allow your disappointment with your child to be short-lived and that we are all human. Demonstrate to your child that you recognize that we are all humans. We are fallible. We will make mistakes. But forgiveness is absolutely where it's at. And you can show total forgiveness and demonstrate that you personally can move on from that and you do move on from that and you focus on the positive, on the, the next task in hand, etc. And allow your child to do the same. The great lesson is that you learn it because you're the one who has to go through the process. And number two, you actually give your child an unbelievable lesson in life that they will then go on and use, hopefully, as the norm in their life. Instead of becoming another abusive person who just berates and uses their own emotions wildly because they feel like they've been affected by a third party. Use leaders, coaches, do the same with your players, your athletes. They will make mistakes. They will let themselves down and they will let you down. There's a, there's a, there's a great phrase and I, I'm, I, I'm no idea who it's from. It's probably from Gandhi or somebody amazing like that who said, people will be rude to you, will stamp on you, will berate you, will hate you will steal from you, will try and overcome you. Just love them anyway. I think that is beyond a master's degree, a PhD in the graduate school of love or the discipline of loving what appear to be unlovable circumstances or individuals. And um, I'm not about to say a comment on that but I'm sure you get the message and it's all part of the process, the discipline of being a leader, the discipline of being a leader, finding those moments that we can teach ourselves and teach others. And here's the last one. Here's the last one. And this is, uh, I give total credit to this to Ryan Holiday. He actually runs a course particularly on this. Readers and leaders are the same. Leaders are readers if you do not read then you are actually doing humanity a disservice is one philosophy because there is so much information out there there is so much wisdom there is so much that to be found out that can help you and that then you can use to help others in your own sphere your players your athletes your employees, your family, the people you come across. You can use all that amazing wisdom because life really, really, really fundamentally as regards human nature doesn't change quickly. It changes very, very slowly, if at all. The human beings of the, of the Roman era had the same emotions when you, um, that we have today. How do we know that? Because we, we have the ability to read 
books like Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. And it makes us realize that human beings are human beings are human beings. And we can learn lessons from those who lived thousands of years ago, which can help us today. And, uh, you know, reading is such a phenomenal, a phenomenal thing. We shouldn't take it for granted. And I advocate strongly that uh, you read as much as you possibly can about your area of work, your niche, your, or, or even things that just interest you. Um, I don't think you can lose by reading great stuff. So those are a Ryan, from Ryan Holiday, five key things that leaders do. They act in the area that they can control. They operate in the arena of calmness. They are always long-term thinkers. They find moments of magic where they can learn themselves and be teachers. And they are readers. So utilize and take those five things, put them into your own life and watch the magic happen. As I say, take a deep dive into Ryan's work. He's got some phenomenal stuff. Once again, really appreciate you uh, being along with the podcast. If you think this can help somebody, please, please share it. And uh, let me know what you think, www.robriles.co.uk. And uh, be great to hear from you. All right, till next week, catch you later. Bye-bye.